What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire Pods, search for us on iTunes or check out BlueWirePods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farbaud Esnashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Blue Wire and Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Farbod, the most recent Clipper news, and we're going to touch on this for a brief second before we move on to other stuff, is that it is official, officially official, the Inglewood Forum, or just the Forum in Inglewood, has, quote, formally changed hands removing an obstacle in the way of the Clippers constructing their own arena nearby. Those Curtis, that would that quote courtesy of Andrew Greif of the Los Angeles times. So it's official far, Bob Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers has purchased the forum from Madison square garden entertainment corporation, $400 million in cash. And it resolves the litigation that Madison square garden company had taken against the Clippers new arena that is proposed in Inglewood. So it seems like that fight for now is over, and now that stage is done and done and dusted and moves on to the city level with hearings and stuff like that to get the arena authorized. So it's an interesting day, considering everything going on in the world, but it's a big day, is it not? You know, rumor on the street was he only bought that arena so he can make the Clippers play in it and then destroy it once the Inglewood building gets created. Yeah, that... That being a thing that people actually like led themselves to believe. People are Laker fans. People, because even not even Laker fans, like there are a lot of Laker fans, but like even just regular people are like, like, oh damn, like the, the Clippers are gonna play there or the Clippers are gonna just gonna tear it down. That's messed up. Like, no. Come I heard on, man. I heard they bought it solely so that they can tear it down and then take pictures of it and put it on their social media and be like hashtag wash king. What are we doing? I don't even know. It's late. We're it's tired. It's week nine or something. We're 60 days into this of a lockdown. The other thing I actually really wanted to talk about was um, Jerry West was on NBA together with Ernie Johnson on NBA TV. And he mentioned how much he wanted to see a Clippers Lakers conference finals and how good it would be for the NBA and he thought it would do record numbers on TNT. And I I kind of agree. I mean, I agree with him. I think people were so hyped for that 
it's very rare you get the same game as an opening night game and a Christmas game. Like that says a lot. Yeah. Um, they, they wanted all the eyeballs on it and they got it. You know, I mean, it's LeBron, obviously it's the Lakers, but it's also Kawhi and this and the Clippers who, you know, with the acquisition of Kawhi via free agency and Paul George via trade, like people wanted to watch them. And obviously Paul George didn't play the first game. He played the Christmas game though. But it didn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But, um, you know, that matchup and I don't, I don't care about predictions. I I really don't. I don't, I don't want to even discuss them. It's just, but give me a prediction though. Oh, relax. Um, that series from an actual watchability and rating standpoint would be a bonanza because it would kind of like liken itself, not, not in like the full aspect, but to the, um, like the LeBron Celtics meetings. Wait, did you just say Clippers in five or was I tripping out? Okay. (laughs) Are you high? (laughs) Wait, did you? Did you say are you high or Clippers in five? Because they both sound kind of similar. Jesus, relax, relax. Um, you, you know what though? I I was thinking about it, and this could be this is gonna be your highlight clip for this for this episode. Are you ready for the highlight clip? I'm waiting with bated breath. Most people don't, from when I talk. But anyway, <laughs> <The> anyway. <laughs> so everyone kept saying the Clippers should be lucky that it's going to be an empty arena now because there was every game was going to be home court for the Lakers and Clippers. And every game was just going to be a bunch of Laker fans. And it's like, you know what? Like if anything, I feel like the Lakers are kind of lucky that it would be an empty arena because you look at all those guys on the Clippers and they like being booed. Like Patrick Beverly likes being booed. Montrez Harrell likes being booed. You, we don't know what Kawhi likes, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he feels off of being booed. That entire team is fueled by having a chip on their shoulder. And if they were to walk in a Staples Center every single game and get boos from Laker fans, I am sure they would be more motivated to play than they would in an empty arena. I mean, even Lou Williams was talking about how excited he is to get booed at a championship parade if they won. Like, that's the type of guys you're dealing with. I think they wanted to get booed. Possibly. I could see that. I could see that being a thing where it's like they enjoy, you know, being the anti-hero and just being, you know, crapped on and it motivates them to do better. I could see that. I also just think it's going to be, you know, if it is an empty arena series, which if the NBA resumes, that's most likely going to be the most plausible roadway and pathway to actually doing it. I don't know who it favors. I don't think it favors either team. I think that it's just one of those things where it's going to be awkward. It's going to be like, like, think about it. It's going to be like you're playing in a home, like, like you're out in the backyard basically. And you know, it's going to, it's going to be weird, man. Just 10 guys running up and down the floor here in the squeaks of the shoes at high volume. I mean, you are going to hear a lot of Patrick Beverly trash talk. Like you're going to hear so much Patrick Beverly trash talk. So on telecast, there's a seven second delay from what gets broadcast to what actually hits the TVs. How often do you think that delay is going to aid them in bleeping out Patrick Beverly audio, even during the game? Dude, it's going to be tough. Like that's going to be, it's going to be like, wrestling in the 90s having mount to bleep just non-stop curse words it's gonna get pretty hectic and 
Look, I know Clippers Lakers is the Western Conference series everyone wants to see. It really is. Like, you know, obviously there's like there's other good teams. You know, there's the Nuggets, there's the Rockets, there's the Thunder, there's you know, just several. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone right off the top of my, the Jazz. Excuse me. So, you know, there's all these formidable teams, but no one cares about them from a matchup standpoint as much as they care about Clippers Lakers. And I guess that's how it should be. They're the two most high-profile teams in the West. They have the two best players in the West. I mean, you have arguably the two best players in the NBA. I still Kawhi think and LeBron. Uh, man, I don't want to do this right now, but I still think Giannis is the best player in the well, West. Well, that's what I said. Arguably, yeah, so okay, it's like that's fine. Yeah. The, the only thing that's for sure is you can say those are the top three. I, I think if you, I don't think anybody else takes their spot in the top three, especially LeBron, with Durant out for the year. Yeah, in Le- in LeBron, Giannis, and Kawhi, no one takes those. You can change it however you want to change it, right? If you want to be wrong, you can put Kawhi at not number one. But anyway, that's just if you want to be wrong. But anyway, I think just the fact of having the top two going against each other is always a really hype thing because it doesn't like it doesn't happen often enough when the two best players or two or any in that combination gets to go against each other. Like you didn't get to see Kobe versus LeBron. You know what I mean? You didn't get to see a lot of these matchups. So to get that matchup in the Western conference finals, like that's a very hype thing. Yeah. And then think about it, right? So like, let's say that's the Western conference finals matchup and the winner of that matchup plays Milwaukee. Not only are you looking at like Kawhi versus LeBron in, in the f- conference finals, but one of those two is going to play Giannis in the actual finals. And that's another ratings bonanza. Cause it's like, you know, it's just, th- there's never been as much talent in the, in the NBA as there is right now. I firmly believe that. And those three are so incredible. And if Kevin Durant was healthy, I'd say those four. And it's just like every matchup is must see. And I really think that if the season gets back underway and they go into the playoffs and that's a Western conference finals, no matter how many games it goes, eyeballs are just going to be tuned in a because LeBron B Lakers C Kawhi, but most of all, because it's been something that's been brewing for a year. Well, that and just them going against each other has just never happened. So you, that's also at least something. well, yeah, at least in the sense of them like at their apex to some degree. No, I mean in the playoffs, they've never gone against each other. Kawhi and LeBron? Oh, sorry, I meant Clippers Lakers. They've never oh, gone against each other. I don't know why I thought Kawhi and LeBron. You know, man, yeah, but yeah, uh yeah, Clippers Lakers never met. They should have met, you know, oh five, oh six, I believe. Mm-hmm. When when uh, the Clippers beat Denver, Lakers were up 3-1 against Phoenix, and Phoenix came all the way back. But look, man, you know, the hype is there. The intrigue is there. The stars are there. I don't know what else you could want. It would just It's just a shame to not have fans in that series, which will likely be what happens if that series were to happen this year. Just because, like, that would have been a crazy atmosphere, and every celebrity would have been at that game, and it would just—it just would have been nuts after after seeing what opening night and Christmas games are like. Like, those were like playoff games, where it was just loud noise. So, like, in the eight years I've worked at Staples Center in Clipper games, there's certain games where it's just loud noise. 
where it's like against the Grizzlies, it was in the playoffs, it was predominantly, you know, Clippers cheering because it's the Grizzlies. But anytime they play face the Lakers when they were good, so when they had Kobe and Dwight, because that was the last time they were good before now, <clears throat> no big deal. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> but anytime they face the Warriors in the playoffs, like that, there was just so much loud noise where you couldn't tell what was cheering and what was booing, but you were like, screw it. I'm just going to yell because everyone is yelling. And that's very similar to how the opening night and Christmas games were. For those who haven't been to a Clippers playoff game at home, I would urge you to at least try it one time because when that game gets into the, you know, like it gets into nut cutting time, that arena what? gets that arena gets loud. It gets <laughs> quiet. Nut. Yes, nut cutting time. Relax. Who says nut <laughs> I say it. Let it Where happen. Did you hear that from? I'm like 35 years old, man. This is a line from my childhood. Just because you're 35 doesn't mean you got to use terms from 1935. God damn it. Listen, but when you're, when you're there for a Clipper playoff game, it gets loud, but it also will get quiet. Like when the, like, just like the anticipation of like what can go wrong. You know what I mean? Like that Clipper feeling, but then when it goes right and it goes, Oh, so right. It is one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life. Just the roar the Sounds like dating me. God I'm damn. on one today. Yeah, you need to be off it is what you need to be. <laughs> anyway, Clippers in five. That's what you're saying. Sure, we'll go with that. Just to let you relax right now. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Las Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and yes, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest all open 24 hours a day and all online use promo code blue wire to join today and receive your new welcome bonus that is blue wire b-l-u-e-w-i-r-e blue wire bet online your online wagering solution guys looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, you order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. You know, so one of the other things that happened this week or was um, the Clippers decided to make limited edition 
merchandise with Mr. Cartoon, who made their City Edition jerseys, and is also a very big deal when it comes to tattoos. Um, if you don't know, he has a documentary on Netflix where you can see he's pretty much tattooed every single person there is to tattoo from Eminem to Kobe Bryant, 50 Cent, to Snoop Dogg, you name it in the rap industry, he's, he's done it. So he decided to create more limited edition merchandise for the Mayor's Fund with the Clippers, which is basically everything they make is going to go directly to charity for COVID-19 causes. Now, the one question I had, and I interviewed him about it, was, you know, do you want to make more jerseys than you did this year, with the City Edition jerseys? And he said, why stop now? And so that, you know, brings up the question, do you want to see more City Edition jerseys created by him or more Clipper jerseys created by him? I actually feel pretty strongly about it, but I'll let you start. I'm fine with it. I think the you know I'm I might be in the minority here. I'm I actually like the City Edition jerseys. I think they're pretty good. The ones that he created. I think a lot of people like them. Yeah, but then there's people who thought they look kind of like the weirdest thing that happened was like oh they look too much like GTA. Well, yeah, because they're designed by the same guy. I I don't know what people expected out of him when they heard that he was doing them. And he is a Los Angeles icon, as you said. He has a Netflix uh, special uh, documentary about him. Uh, it's called L.A. Originals. It's it tells you like in that documentary, you find out why the design he chose to go with for the L.A. Clippers uh, City Edition jerseys, why it makes sense. Now, he didn't talk about the jersey specifically, but he talks about the culture and the way that everything is for him. That's why the jersey makes sense in terms of the Los Angeles Clippers and the greater Los Angeles area. So I would actually appreciate more stuff coming from him. I think he's a wonderful artist, especially when you figure out and find out that he started as just an artist and then just took, you know, like a, like a fish to water when it came to tattooing. So this is a guy who's very creative. He's more creative than you or I will ever be when it comes to stuff like that. So I trust him to actually churn out more and even better content. You know, so I think around last year or so I had one of the, I had somebody at the Clippers who worked for the team you know, just ask me, what, what do I think about the team? Me being there for so long and seeing it from so many different avenues. And I said, you know, like, as much as I was a fan of the team, it felt like bit by bit, they kept doing everything in their power to make me not like the team. Meaning the jerseys just kept getting worse and worse. The logos were getting worse and worse. It just felt like a dad trying to be cool all the time instead of just being cool like the Brooklyn Nets or were your kid and you wanted to be cool and you wanted to be the Brooklyn Nets and everything you did was just like a lame version of the Brooklyn Nets and so that's and that's literally what I told one of the Clippers employees which is pretty funny just to say that bluntly um and I you specifically mentioned like they have all these hard players like Trez, Trez was a hard guy. Pat Bev was a hard guy. Like all these guys that just look like they'd whoop your ass on the street, you know? And we have this condor flying around and all this like little kitty stuff where I'm just like, it's these cartoony. guys are, Huh? It's cartoony. Yeah, it's cartoony. And it's just like, there's just so much stuff where I'm like, none of this matches the personalities of any of these guys. And And they said, don't worry, we have something cool coming up, you know? And then, you know, one year later, these jerseys came and I was like, okay, thank God, because this is the very first time I've ever seen them in the last like four years make something where I'm like, okay, this looks like something they'd actually want to wear. 
this looks like something that actually represents who these guys are where they whoop your ass they they're not cartoony guys that are oh look at us they're with our condor like we're tough basketball players we're gonna die for the 50 50 balls if you talk smack we're gonna talk smack back we're not gonna roll over and i always felt like those jerseys that mr cartoon created epitomized that so for him to do more i just think it's a perfect match as long as they have this underdog gritty mentality you're gonna move to inglewood and just all that could come together and i think they can make something really special with him the other thing that i think made me like the logo and the set that he created was you're right it does fit the the mentality of the guys on the team you know these hustlers these scrappers as pat likes to say you know out of the mud you know, stuff like that. So it fits them. However, the other th- reason I liked it, it got back to their roots of like script based logo and artistry. Cause you know, we, we have been fans when, as, as long as the Clippers have had that script logo, like, you know, like the Los Angeles or the Clippers across their chest in that nice cursive, you know, script uh, lettering. And it was nice to kind of get back to something like that. Like, obviously it's not cursive or like pure cursive, but it's, it's kind of like, something that you're just accustomed to, you know what I mean? So it was nice to get something that you can relate to. Like the older fans can relate to that style of like, this is like of Los Angeles across the chest uh, in, in script. They can relate to the fact that like, this is, you know, this logo has heritage and culture behind it. You know, it's done by a guy who understands LA culture and heritage a lot better than pretty much a lot of other people living today will. So I trust them. And I think, trusting someone to get something right is very hard to do these days but mr cartoon and it's kind of funny considering his his name is cartoon he's not cartoony like his stuff is not you know cookie cutter stuff you know it's it's not for kids most of the time it's it's you know it's, it's got the hard edge to it and look the team has that and i love it i i love everything he did for them and i i really do want to see more stuff i want to see what he can come up with you know if they gave him a, like more free reign to do things I, I would be all for it and the other thing too that i thought was interesting so i i got to interview him last week and you know this guy's so deep rooted in like lakers like he's tattooed snoop Dogg, he's tattooed kobe bryant he's tattooed all these guys that are big Laker fans. I was just like, why didn't they ever do something with him? And he told me the Clippers were just the first team to reach out to him. And and that a lot of these big organizations are too conservative to want to reach out to a tattoo artist. So it just became a thing where if there's a Laker fan wondering like, Oh, why is, why is he doing anything with the Clippers? Because the Lakers didn't reach out. Like it's, it's as simple as that. It's funny. Cause when you watch that documentary, you kind of come up to the, to the viewpoint of why didn't haven't the like the Lakers or the Kings like looked at this guy to do exactly. anything for them. And it just and you realize I just don't think not to say he has a bad image. He doesn't he doesn't have a bad image. It's just I don't think they think his image is conducive enough. Whereas the Clippers were like, we can take a chance and, and it worked. And the you know the other thing is he's so famous for his tattoos. I I asked him uh is there anyone on the Clippers you're trying to get in that tattoo chair and Trez was the one that he wanted to get. That'd be fun. If they still had Mike Scott, that'd be a perfect one. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be just fantastic, actually. You know, I just real sidebar. There's a funny. I mean, sorry for telling this story, Jovan. 
Jobin. But Jovan at one point was he really wanted to do a story last season where he got a tattoo at the same time as Mike Scott. And that was going to be the thing where he's going to talk about them getting tattoos together. And Mike Scott got traded and it never happened because I think Mike said he doesn't like getting tattoos during the season because he thinks it's bad juju and he only gets it like before or after. So they were supposed to get tattoos together at the end of the season. I would have been like, that would have been the greatest story. But anyway. That's what we should do. We should all get together with Mike Scott and get tattoos together. Just emoji tattoos. Yeah, screw it. Might as well. We have nothing else to live for these days. <laughs> so you're about, what, halfway through the Mr. Cartoon documentary? Yeah. Um, Have you gotten to the part where he tells you how much guys are paying for him to do tattoos? No, I actually didn't get to that part. Okay, when you get to that part, you're gonna your face is gonna make a your your face will have a reaction to what he says, and it's I wish I could get it on camera because my face when he said the price, I openly went what like it was you wait till you get there it's pretty nuts. I mean, uh, I will I will try to take a picture of it and send it to you. I don't know if I actually need the picture. Don't worry. You do. Everyone does. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. Um, look, I love the Mr. Cartoon stuff. I've been a fan of his for several years now. I've all, I've seen his stuff around LA. I've seen the cars and all this stuff. And, you know, so it, it was really cool when the Clippers announced that they were going to collaborate with him and have him do a logo and stuff. And I would be interested to see what he could produce if they let him give like an entire logo set, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, like a, a standard, like a primary logo an alternate logo, Jersey logos, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You honestly would, in a perfect world, what I'd want to see him do is redesign the new logo. Cause I, I think that team desperately, desperately, desperately needs a new logo and the move to Inglewood would be the best time to do it. And, I'd kind of be down for him to do it. So when they go to Inglewood, they're absolutely getting a new logo, right? Like I know you said you would hope they do it. I kind of think they're going to. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally, and I know a lot of Clipper fans disagree with me. Like I know a lot of Clipper fans disagree with me because I've made a poll about it. I think they need to change their name. If I'm being totally blunt, like I, th- I think that they need to change their name just because the name Clippers still resonates with, yeah, but they're the Clippers. How are they going to mess it up? Because I remember at the start of the season, Lakers, Clippers, opening night, a bunch of these media guys who aren't usually there were there. And I overheard them talking like, oh, yeah, the Clippers look good. But at the end of the day, they're still the Clippers. And they're going to find a way to mess this up. And that mantra is going to stick with them for so long. Unless they win like four championships, like they're the Warriors. I don't think they need to win like four. Here's the thing. The Raptors were always the Raptors, always about to do some Raptor stuff until they won a title. One title. Not the same as the Clippers, though. Like the Not Clippers the same, but here's the, the thing. Of, like, the worst team in history of sports. Not like- I, under, I understand, but I'm going to be honest with you. In the world that we live in, in which what have you done for me lately is such a big driver behind things, if they win one title a lot of that stuff goes out the window. It goes from being a 
dark part of their history to be in the rallying cry behind why waiting so long to get a title was worth it. See, that was that was what a lot of fans said to me. But to me, it's always just going to be that one remnant of Donald Sterling that's always going to be there. This is just that name. I understand that. I understand the Sterling aspect. Like, you know, you should distance yourself. The time to distance themselves was like four years ago. Five now, years ago. Because of social distancing. You, oh, true. <laughs> um, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I think they go the logo route. I don't think they go the name route. I just don't think... Like, at this point, I just don't see the name being changed because they could have done it after Bomber bought the team. They could have done it when they changed the logo. I don't think they're going to just up and change the name, even with a move to Inglewood. I just don't think they're going to change it because they're still going to be the Los Angeles. Like they're still going to be Los Angeles. It's not going to be the Inglewood Clippers. It's going to be Los Angeles Clippers. But if they change their name, what's the name you would give? I don't know. Um, I just don't know. I mean, think about it, dude. They've been the Clippers since 78, 79. That's a long time. Yeah, like that's that's a long time. You were like you were like twenty two years old at that time. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like you know, I like to name the Buffalo Braves because it has a nice alliteration to it. I mean, I like that name too. I I wouldn't mind them going back to the Braves. They can't. Oh, they can't. No, because and for good reason because of like the Native American stuff. They they would never go back to that. I don't even think about that. After how much stuff the Atlanta Braves have gotten and with the whole tomahawk chop and everything re- related to that, which is completely understandable, uh, there's no way the Clippers changed their name back to the Braves. Um, and they've only been the Braves or the Clippers. The only other team that comes to mind in the greater LA area at the time was the Anaheim Amigos. And <laughs> that's not name? happening. Another what alliteration. Yeah, it's not happening. It's just... It's also tougher to get a name when there's two names prior, like when the city has two words before the name of the team. You know what I mean? I know what their name should be. Go ahead. The Nutcutters. <sighs> what do you, let me ask you this in, in all sincerity, what should they be? Like, think like, I don't know. I don't know what there is to name them. I don't know. That's something I would have to think about a little bit deeper. Cause like the immediate thought in my head was to name them the Braves, just go back to it. But if they can't do that, then I'd have to actually go back to the drawing board, but that's why they have a whole team to figure this out. Yeah. And plus, you know, look, we've talked about like what the Clippers name has accrued over time in terms of like, they're this hapless, hopeless, you know, just abomination of a franchise for damn near 40 years, basically. But over the last decade, they're not the Clippers outside of what Numbnuts said on a video, on an audio recording. No, but even, even that over the last decade, they haven't been the Clippers, but it's like when they lost against the Thunder, I know it's like the immediate thought that comes to your head is, wow, what a Clipper thing to happen. Like that's that's still a sentence in your vernacular. It's just like so hard to erase that. I'm just unsure what they would change it to, because 
what, what like metro that doesn't make like the la metro los angeles metro like no um i just don't know what it would be Korean baseball league and look at the names on there and i'm gonna pick you, one from there i'm gonna give you a name that i think could work you want the name go for it so several years ago when chris paul was still on the team they did a throwback jersey for like a couple games that oh, was for I the Lo- that. the los angeles stars from the aba i believe they were yeah so that's a team that they could use. Like that's the time. Like, okay, we could be the Los Angeles stars. Like we are a star team. You know, we're starting over. We have our new, you know, our star plaza where our new arena is like everything about us is, you know, stuff like that. So it could be something similar to that. I, uh, I got the Korean baseball team names. Are you ready to hear them and pick one? Not really, but go ahead. I already see. I'm a frequent player of outside the park, uh, out of the park baseball. So I've seen the Korean names, but go ahead. None of them are that crazy, to be honest. They're all pretty. They're all pretty tame. So there's the Doosan Bears. So they give you the Clipper Bears, or sorry, the Los Angeles Bears. There's the NC Dinos, the LA Dinos, Samsung Lions, LA Lions, the Lotte Giants, uh. LA Giants, can't do that. LG Twins, Kiwoom Heroes, Kia Tigers, SK Wyverns, which is, that's a hell of a one, a Wyvern. I think that's how you pronounce a Wyvern. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm going to say yes, I don't know. Hanwa Eagles, KT Wiz, and the Hyundai Unicorns. So you know you're going to pick the LA Unicorns. You know... I'm sad I'm going to say this. I could see the Los Angeles Dinos being a thing because of Chuck the Condor being from that. Like, oh, my kinda, God, please. No, we're not picking yeah. that one. And like he's going to evolve like a freaking Pokemon and go from the buddy, Condor to a dinosaur. Buddy, they already have the idea. The La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> this is why you don't bring this up. <laughs> this, this is when you wrap the episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to look. I'm gonna be honest. I'm fine with Los Angeles Stars. I think that would be the one if they change the name. The L.A. Stars make a lot of sense if they change it. L.A. Wyverns. All right, I've been Justin Russo. I don't know who the hell the other guy has been. I'm your other host, Farbod the Nutcutter Esnachari. <laughs> you don't want to drop a hey hey hey? No, <laughs> someone <laughs> overtakes it. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Everyone stay safe, social distance, tell people you love them, check in on people. Uh, We're roughly two months into this, so people are losing their damn minds, so you might as well ask them how they're doing. Just treat everyone. (laughs) This this might not make the cut, but treat everyone like they're Donald Sterling, and you just want to distance yourself from them. We want to get away from them. Okay, when you said treat everyone like they're Donald Trump, I, that could have went so many different ways. <laughs> All right, we're out.
For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash Keep Stock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.